Welcome to the official Leeds United podcast with me, Emma Jones, Matt Lewis and Jermaine Beckford. How are we, boys? I'm very good. Thank you very much. How are you, Bex? I'm very good. Thank you. How are we, Em? Well, I mean, me and you are good, aren't we, Bex? Because you're in the garden right now. It's glorious sunshine over here. What's the weather like there, Matt? It's all right, you know, it was a bit rainy this morning, but it's got it all out and it's now a beautiful blue sky. It's about 32 degrees, which is too hot for me. I don't go out, I don't go out much in, in, at this time of year. That's why you're stuck inside with the air conditioning on. That's why I'm as pale as this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you're the same colour as your walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let's just quickly talk about last weekend's episode because Johnny Brownlee went down an absolute storm. He was a lovely guy, wasn't he? Yeah, Johnny's Johnny's fantastic. Um, known him for a, for a couple of years now and um, proper Leeds lad. Um, loves Leeds United and... Just a just a really sound bloke. Considering all his success, he's just proper down to earth. Really sound to chat to. Yeah, great great guy to have on the show. He's lovely. And before we continue, I think we need to give a huge round of applause to the fourth member of the official Leeds United podcast, Patrick Bamford. Go Pat! Who, of course made his England debut on his birthday. Um, did you see him getting his cap from Gareth? guys no i missed it you see it bex i missed it as well no i bet he was giddy though like a little child it felt like i was watching my child in assembly <laughs> go and get a certificate for doing good work and i actually out loud said to myself oh because it was so cute he literally scurried up to the front got his red cap and just sat back down isn't he cute oh but you know what he is isn't he do you not feel so proud of him boys i do yeah without us it would never have happened Exactly, exactly that, Bex. And, and and you know what? And I can say that because I'm not the first person to say it. Bex isn't the first person to say it. A lot of people on social media saying <laughs> it's down to us, guys. We 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 made him who he is today. Matt, I think that was just you two saying it to each other on Twitter. Po- wasn't it? Po- possibly. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you reckon when we finally get Pat back, when he finally sorts his priorities out, that he's gonna now that, that he plays for England, that he's gonna have all sorts of different like deverish demands? Yeah, pick out red M and M's and all that. He's gonna he's gonna have gone from that primary school kid to a high school. He's got it's like he's going into puberty now and he just doesn't, doesn't want to know yeah. his parents anymore. He's all oh, do podcast. <laughs> The angry teenager. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. Gonna... yeah. <laughs> no, no, no little sweet cherubic face of Pat Bamford anymore. Yeah. We're going to welcome him back, arms wide open, oh. and he's just not going to want it, is he? No, that's it. Did either of you boys buy him a birthday present, by the way? Yeah, a Bamford number nine England shirt. That's that's his birthday present. <laughs> I had a word with Gareth. I made all that happen. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, on a serious note, though, what do you even buy Patrick Bamford for his birthday? It's a new fence. I don't know. <laughs> or, or a few more cows for his back garden. A cattle prod. Can we say that? Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing as well. There's two Leeds goals up for the Premier League goal of the month. It was Luke Aylin's excellent strike against Man United and Rafinha's goal against Everton. Bex, which one are you going for? Luke Aylin, what a finish. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's got to be Lukey's one. Rafinha's goal was was excellent as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's a very difficult finish. Um, first time into the bottom corner around a couple of defenders. Um, Pickford had no chance, but what a strike it was from, uh, from Luke Ayling. Oh my gosh. And it doesn't hurt that it was against them, does it? So I think that's, that's, that's got to be it for me. 
And let's talk about our very own Patrick again. Obviously, we've said that he celebrated his birthday, but he also made his debut for England on his birthday. What a way to celebrate, by the way. Um, what did you make of his performance, Bex? Do you know what? I loved it. I thought he did everything right. He made all the right movements, um, getting in the channels, putting the defenders under a consistent amount of pressure, um, a constant amount of pressure. Um, but it was almost like everybody on the team were told not to pass to him because he didn't receive the ball in those dangerous positions whenever he made the great runs, the great movements that we're used to seeing on a weekly basis. You know, for me, I think that's down to a little bit of of lack of trust, a lack of understanding of of what Patrick's game is and what his strengths and we, uh, what his strengths are and where his strengths lie. So it's, I think, it's a, a very, very good, accomplished um, first performance from from Patrick. And listen. To be able to get yourself your foot in the door to, to represent England first and foremost, let alone be England's number nine on your birthday. Come on, that is special. So I'm, I'm hats off to the kid. Hats off to him, mate. I'm, I'm over the moon for him. I got to say, it's a, it's a testament to his character as well. That I mean, you just described there how frustrating that actually must have been, and I'd, and I'd love to know how how you would have you would have felt after an hour of making all those tireless runs and not getting any any passes at all. But no, he's just he's just taken it all in his stride and just been thrilled to be uh, be out there playing and looking forward to the next one. Would you have been like that, Bex? Yeah, absolutely. I'd have been exactly the same as Pat. <laughs> um, I think, do you know what? Just watching the way that England play, Patrick doesn't work. Um, he works just as hard, but because everybody around him is not making the, the same movements and the same runs as him, it's almost like he gets a little bit of, um, uh, I think he's, he's underappreciated, if that sounds, if that's right. He's a little bit underappreciated for me. So um, fingers crossed he'll be able to, in his next couple of appearances, be able to showcase and show exactly what he's like and what he's about. And they can trust him that little bit more as well. And hopefully, hopefully, get the goal that just, just eluded him the other day. When, not if. Yes, it is going to happen. Something else that has certainly happened, which is incredible, our very own Calvin Phillips named England's Player of the Year, which isn't bad, is it, considering he only made his debut for England last year, boys? Yeah, um, I mean, we all knew it, didn't we? We talked about it several times and we... uh... We knew what he was capable of. And, and I guess it's a similar thing to what Bex just said with Pat, to be totally honest. It's like we see it week in, week out. We know that his game is so much more than what you might see at face value. And obviously managers of, of, of Gareth Southgate's quality and, and, and obviously Bielsa, they, they see that more than the, the casual fan. Um, and I think it's, 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 um, it's no surprise that he's gone on to become as successful for England as he has been. And I think it'll be the same with Pat as well. I think that, that when when um, fans start to see more of him and appreciate what it is that he does, then then we're going to realise that the rest of the country is going to appreciate these lads as much as we do. Absolutely, and deservedly so. And don't forget, he's not played with Calvin yet. Right. Pat and Calvin haven't played together yet, so that's that's something that we're used to, and they've they've already got that that great understanding of each other's games, and you know. Like you, you touched on there, Matt. Like it's just having that that all round understanding of of what each other um, bring to the table. 
you know, so fingers crossed, not even fingers crossed. I know for a fact it's going to happen. <laughs> and when it does, when it clicks, it's going to be amazing. It was also very cute. Did you see the little video of uh, Patrick following Calvin up the stairs? I don't know if they've just been training or whatever. Aww. And some of their England teammates going, our oh, friends, Leeds friends. <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> very cute. Um, good as well to see new boy Dan James oh. setting up a goal for Gareth Bale in Wales last minute winner over Belarus, wasn't it? Um what do we reckon, boys? Are we excited to see him playing? Excited, yeah. I mean, he's got the he's got the pace that Bielsa needs, and and um, and he's clearly been working on that that final that final uh, delivery. So, um, I mean, Pat will be thrilled. Pat will be excited getting a few more few more balls in the chat in the channels that help him. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it whenever it may come. We are about to be joined by Don Matteo on the official Leeds United podcast. But before we are, uh, a big mention to Joe Gellhart, who scored twice for the England under-20s on his debut. Uh, Cody Drammer, Sam Greenwood and Lewis Bay all also playing. And Charlie Cresswell as well, also involved with the England under-21s for the first time. So the future is certainly bright, isn't it, boys? Has he, has he gone? I don't know. I can't, we can't, I think we might have lost Jermaine. I think his internet might have cut out for the seventh time so far this episode. Before, right before we get Dom on. So that's useful. Well, it's a decent replacement at least. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to swap out Bex. <laughs> oh, he's just sent a message. He's, his laptop's overheated. So. Fantastic. Brilliant. Of course it has. I swear to God, anything that can go wrong with somebody's laptop or internet connection, Jermaine Bedford's had it. He was he was giving the big one about sitting in his garden, and now now look where he is. I reckon he just wanted to sunbathe. He couldn't be bothered. He's just shut his laptop. <laughs> yeah, he's just done a garden brown, closed his laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right then, let's get Dom in, shall we? I'm delighted to say that joining us on the official Leeds United podcast now is Dom Matteo. Thanks for joining us, Dom. Hi guys. <laughs> At the very moment you've joined us, Dom, uh, Jermaine Beckford has dropped out, which is pretty standard for him. It's either going to be his yep. terrible internet connection or the fact he sat outside and his laptop is overheated. <laughs> um, so there is a high chance, Dom, that we're, Jermaine will dip in and out as he pleases during this. So we'll just get cracking and we will talk about the huge clash on Sunday, shall we? Of course, your old club, Liverpool. How are you feeling about this game, Dom? It's always that one game for me that I have the most nervous about. Obviously, when I was at Liverpool for so long as a young kid growing up and the advice I got from all the, the coaching staff right throughout my career in the, on the Liverpool side of it was always amazing. And then when I signed for, for Leeds from Liverpool, it was kind of weird for me. It was really weird to make that change because I never thought I had five years left on my contract. Things didn't quite work out. Um with certain things. I suppose the manager wanted to play a different way, probably didn't suit me. So that was a change which I didn't expect. And obviously I got the opportunity to come and play for Leeds United, which for me was amazing. I think I played my best football at that point um, in my career. It was great to be back in the Champions League as well, which obviously, you know, the Champions League's everything, I think, for a footballer. Um, and to have the kind of run straight away to get to the, the semis was great. But I think... To balance both of them clubs out for me is very hard because they both brought me so much happiness and so much joy. They're just brilliant football clubs. And I mean that, in, you know, from all the support I've had throughout my illness and stuff, it was mainly Leeds and Liverpool people coming contacting me. I don't just mean the other people. I'm not, you know, saying the people who didn't thank me, you know, wish me good wishes as well, but it's mainly Leeds and Liverpool. Um, and the people that visit me in hospital were, were really um, like Eddie Gray, 
Steve McManaman. So it was a real mix of people who came to visit me in hospital, which was quite amazing for me. Um, at that point, I didn't really know what day it was. So um, just seeing a few faces that I knew really helped. So the bond for Liverpool and Leeds for me couldn't be any bigger. So for you, Don, with that in mind, obviously having a lot of affection for both clubs, on a day like Sunday, when you wake up ahead of the game, how do you feel? How do you feel um, ahead of that kind of clash? Um, nervous. I'm goosebumply now talking about it because it is the one game that means the most to me. I generally mean that both clubs. I love both clubs. I've had similar kind of played as many games, probably a little bit more for Liverpool, but um, obviously I've still got the same affection for both. It's hard because people always say to me, how can you support two teams? Well, I can't. <laughs> and I'm going to... It's like, obviously, I want Leeds to win this game because that's that's where I'm at. You know, um, I'm working for Leeds at the moment myself, so obviously I, I want Leeds to win. Um, that's no disrespect to everyone in Liverpool, but um, that's that's life, isn't it? And obviously, I just want to see a really good game. And like you say, it will be emotional for me. It always is when this game comes around. And, you know, I think the memories I have of that game is like, I remember playing playing against, obviously, at Liverpool for Leeds with like Rio Ferdinand and all the boys playing. I think Rio scored. I think Smithy scored. So actually to get a win in my first game at Anfield was an amazing feeling. I think it was 2-1. Um, it was just one of those days for me. I remember Eddie Gray saying to me, this is the game you want to win. You know, you've made the move, but make sure you win this game. And it was, I was like, I was, as he said that, I was like thinking about it. I thought, yeah, you're right. This is the game where I can say, right, you know what? I play for Leeds now. The Liverpool chapter was over. Um, but obviously I've still got lots of friends from around that, that area and, you know, a lot of lads that I still speak to. We've still got a WhatsApp group at Liverpool. I've got a WhatsApp group at Leeds now. <laughs> so we've got the best of both worlds. <laughs> uh, we, we won't ask you about the contents of, of those group chats. Um, and you were talking earlier about, about, you know, when you were in the hospital and, and it was, it was Liverpool and Leeds that, that came to visit your people from those clubs. And do you, do you think the clubs, um, are quite similar in that respect. You know, people talk about Liverpool and 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 the, and the family um, nature of it, and I've always felt a very similar thing with Leeds. Do you think that they compare quite quite similarly? Well, hard working, working class. Yeah, that's what them two cities are. You know, there's no two ways about it. Leeds have got the advantage because they're a one team city. Obviously, at Liverpool, you've got the noisy neighbours on the other side as well with the blue nose, <laughs> blue noses. So, yeah, and you know, and Jermaine obviously understand that as well because the. The fan base is amazing, but I think for me, I just I generally like the two the two results I look out for, and I don't I don't I'm not just making this up. Is them two results are the most important to right. me when I, when you go on your Sky Sports or wherever you're on or you're on you know Leeds United TV. You you just they're the results I want to see and I want the results. And it, I, you know also you know then I look at me Stokes, I look at me Blackburn times. I, I think everyone follows the kind of clubs they've played for. I'm sure Jermaine would say the same. You know it's when you've played against certain teams, you've got a little bit of a, an affinity for them, and they've been good to you. So you want to give them that kind of back as well. So it, on that on that note, and obviously you've already said that you wanted Leeds to win this weekend. How do you? Uh... How do you think it's going to go down? How do you think it's going to play out? We've obviously got Dan James potentially making a debut. We'll see. We've got a new, maybe if that happens, a new role for Rafinha. Who knows? Maybe Jack Harrison. How do you, how do you think the game's going to play out? No pressure. Well, no, no. I, I, I generally think it'll be a tight game. Uh, the last game, I think, was it 0-0 at Ellen Road last time when there was no fans there? Uh, it was one one all. one all. sorry. So one all. And then it was obviously the 4-3, wasn't it, where uh, Salah got the hat-trick, wasn't it, uh, at Anfield? So, yeah. 
I think it'll be an exciting, it'll definitely be an exciting game. I think both teams will go for it. I think the one thing Leeds probably need to do is keep control of, of, of against, obviously defensively against that three that Liverpool have, mm. uh, whether Firmino, Firmino's fit or not. I think the other three are so important with the goals they score. I think Leeds need to get, obviously Paddy's the main man for the goals, but I think we do need other players now to 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 step up and get some more goals as well. We can't put the pressure on Paddy, you know, to score 16, 17, 20 goals this year. And even though he'll want that, um, I think other players have to chip in. You know, Jermaine will know that as a striker. You know, you do your work and you want to get your goals, but you also have to, you know, lay other people in as well when you get the opportunity. I'm not, I'm not sure if Jermaine used to lay people in, but he'll, he'll inform <laughs> me if he did. But I think it's important that we understand when you're playing against the top side, you have to be so more organised because the one thing I know from, you know, working with Liverpool and speaking with, you know, I actually spoke with Jurgen Klopp quite recently and James Milner, their ethos, I know how they work a little bit. They are on it every single day and they, they don't let their standards slip. And that's what Leeds are at. I think Leeds are all about standards as well. You know, Bielsa doesn't allow the standards to drop and, and Liverpool are the same. So that's why I think it's a really... Interesting game, a great game as well, and one that everyone can look forward to. Leeds have kind of become a favourite of some clubs now, where they used to hate everyone used to hate us at Leeds, but now they all love us. Yeah. But I do generally think it's been, it's been a, in a way, we've had three games so far, and then when if you look at the three games, Man United, you know, we won't talk about that, but the other two games, the Everton game was a brilliant game. I think yeah. the draw was about right. The Burnley game, I think we got away with it a little bit. Agreed. Being honest. I think we've got to lay for a little bit. So I think this is a, an important game for both clubs to set that marker out now. Liverpool want to obviously show what they're all about because they obviously didn't have the best of seasons last year. Whereas Leeds are still growing as a club, but they also have to think about who they're playing against and don't go too gung-ho against Liverpool because they've got the players to pick you off as well. So it's an interesting game. I, I generally do think it might be a draw and I'm not sitting on the fence there. I do think it might be a high-scoring draw. I think both teams are capable of scoring goals. But defensively, I think at the moment, Liverpool have got a little bit of strength because obviously Virgil's back playing now. Obviously, that's the one thing I think they'll look at. They'll look at defensively. Can they can they compete with us? And I think Leeds can. And, you know, they've shown they can. But obviously, against the big teams, Leeds have done well. So they've just got to do it again. Um Dom, like just before we move on, because there's so much in your world that we want to talk about while we've got you as well. You mentioned the fact that you've spoken to Jurgen Klopp and you spoke about his yeah. ethos. Do you think him and Bielsa and their managerial style are quite similar? Yeah, I think it's very difficult to compare people like Bielsa and Klopp. They're both geniuses at what they do. But I think for me, what I see out of it is they both have a philosophy and they don't like to change too much around. That's what I've kind of picked up from Liverpool and from Leeds. You know, they've got the certain players they'll choose every week and they'll try and get them on the pitch, even if they're not 100% fit. They want them out there and they're like the kind of the match winners. Virgil's obviously number one pick at Liverpool. No two ways about it. At Leeds, you know, they've got people they can rely on now as well. They've got more than one person they can rely on. So, we you know, we're not just talking about, the, you know, the Stuart Dallas's all the time. We're talking about everyone. Everyone's got to be in it together. And that's the one thing I think that this, this year that Leeds have to really... Because obviously you've had the first the first season back in the Premier League and done amazing. This is maybe a harder year. And I just think we need to really push forward, but not, not taking as many risks. I think we have taken risks at times. And sometimes teams work you out. And Liverpool will be a team that can work you out. So I think 
it's, it's in the balance for me this game. But I think the one thing I'd say that I'm really looking forward to this game because I do think that both teams will go for it. It'll probably be a nil-nil now, I've said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, on a, on a Sunday, 4.30, brilliant time for football, isn't it? I mean, how many beers have you had before that game kicks <laughs> off? It's going, to be a, it's going to be a great spectacle. Speaking of um, favourites, uh, two, you know, two Leeds favourites in the uh, England setup over the last week, did you manage to catch either of the games with Calvin and, and Pat? Yeah, I did. Um, I turned the England game off when they took Paddy off, to be honest. Yeah, so did I. Didn't like that game, <laughs> so he could have got his goal. But, you know, it, I th- I think it, he's been outstanding, Paddy Bamford, and he, he definitely deserved that million percent. Um, and you, you've seen, he'd been making them runs, but they weren't they weren't playing him in, yeah. them England players. They weren't passing him, they weren't passing the ball, but sometimes it's that connection. And I think, you know, if they left him on for the, for the full game, I think he would have he chipped in and got his goal. But I think overall, it's great for Leeds United to have two players, you know, playing for England. You know, we know Calvin, the, you know, the, the the way he's been performing as well. It's nice to give Paddy some uh, some credit as well because Calvin's been so outstanding and such a big big player uh, in the Euros and for and and obviously for Leeds as well. He's a he's a, I think with with both of them, the great ambassadors as well for Leeds United. The pair of them, the way they talk, the way they speak about the club. The love for the club, the affection they have for that—that's something I have for the club as well, you know. And it's it's great to see other players now taking that on board. I seen I seen um, Ailing on the uh, at the boxing, and he was going mad, wasn't he? Yeah. When the fight got stopped, he was like, you know, seeing that passion. From, I love that. I love stuff like that. I think he was politely suggesting that there was something wrong. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's Leeds. That that's the city. That's what it's all about. And I I just love stuff like that. And it's like. It is. It's just. It's just. Leeds people are like that, you know. And I know we've compared Leeds and Liverpool. Very similar cities on that passion, the fiery. You meet a great. You meet a, a brilliant scouser. You'll never meet a better one. It's true. And the same in Leeds. You meet a good Leeds like Leeds person. You know they're amazing. They've, they've got a lot of character, and that's that's what football for me sometimes misses is that character. I love the characters. You know, when I played football, it was all about the characters, um, and hopefully we'll see a few characters performing in this game. It feels like a game between, with particularly with Klopp and Bielsa, and as you just said, the two working class cities of Leeds and Liverpool. It seems like a a game between two honest, honest clubs, honest teams. It's almost an old school style of football, and it just reminds me of just good, honest football. Yeah, I think you, I think you're spot on. I think the one thing that that Bielsa's tried to do is he made the changes right. Obviously, when they didn't get promoted then that first year, then obviously they got up the year after. But everything was a work in progress for Bielsa. So he's got his timelines and what he tries to get the best out of players. And I think that really worked well for, for Leeds last year. And I think, again, it's now about doing all them things they did so well last year. Can we continue that? Can we maintain that? Can we still have play with the same passion? Now the fans are back in. I mean, I, I mean the Everton game was, was great because it was great to hear that noise again back in the stadium. But again, Liverpool-Leeds is a massive game. Or Leeds-Liverpool, sorry. It's a massive, massive game. And it, it's one of those games, I think, generally, that we, we've all kind of... I've, I've missed them games. I know I'm biased on that. I've missed that game, you know, uh, Leeds-Liverpool. It's a massive game. You, you think about, the, you know, we got battered there once um, and Heskey scored a few. And then I remember we got the 4-3 when Big Vaduce got four. You know, so there's been some unbelievable times with both them clubs. They've both been through a lot. But I think the pride that both them clubs have when you put the shirt on for Leeds or Liverpool, you can see the passion within the fans and I'm sure we'll see plenty of that 
on Sunday, well, Sunday 4.30. It's going to be, it's going to be electric. I know that for, for a fact. Yeah, it's the kind of game that even neutrals enjoy watching. They'd get stuck into it as well. Um, and before we move on, just a massive shout out to the Leeds United women who beat Liverpool Feds 1-0 earlier this week to go top of the table. So massive well done to the girls. Very proud of them. Yeah. Um, we want to talk about your personal life a little bit now, Dom, because a lot of people will have recently seen your incredibly emotional appearance on Long Lost Family. Um, of course, reunited with your birth mum. How was that for you? Um, quite tough, but amazing. You know, we got the we, we got to know what I wanted to know really. From um, it was funny how how they filmed it. Long lost family. They're so good at what they do. Um, you never felt like the pressure was on you to give them answers constantly. It was so so well done, and you know, obviously Davina um, and Nikki Campbell are so good at what they do. And it was kind of, it was quite funny because I actually, I've actually had a couple of nights out with Davina. Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, it's because I felt all the way through that, what am I imposing onto my mum and dad who brought me up all my life? You know, they're both in their 80s now. They've done such an incredible job with me and still after what I've been through as well, they were still there at my bedside waiting, you know, trying to, you know, come on, Dom, stay alive, stay alive, you know. So it's, it's been really amazing. And now that my birth mother, is now talking with my mum and dad um, on, on only on, on the phone at the minute because we haven't been able to get everyone together yet, but we will do. And that, for me, will be the icing on the cake as my whole family together. I've got a small family anyway. You know, I've got my, my three kids, my wife, and uh, that's it. You know, so I, my mum and dad, I haven't got a big family. My brother passed away a couple of years ago um, through an illness. And then, obviously, my, my, my sister, God bless her, Furina passed away when she was a baby. So um, it's been a tough time for the family, but the one thing it has is reunited us. You know, we're so close. I speak to my mum and dad every single day, twice a day. And now it's the same with my birth mother, Maggie. So I ring her twice a day now as well. So <laughs> I've got that. a lot of phone calls to do. I, I love that though, Dom. <laughs> is it quite cathartic? You know, you have to go through all that. And it sounds like it was, you know, a... a, a, a could be quite trying at times, but there must be a level of catharsis there where to have it all out and in the open, it must be quite, it must be a real healing process in many ways. You must feel so, as, as tough as it was, you must feel so great now. I do. I, it's it's one of the best feelings I've ever had. You know, you can take away all the football stuff and whatever else and money means nothing to me now. My, my Like they say, my, my life, my life journey now is completely different. I'm on a different path. I'm trying to do good in the world which I always right. used to try and do that anyway, but I've found this real empathy for helping people and wanting to help people. And, you know, I'm starting my foundation next week um, over in Liverpool with another guy who's a cancer survivor, uh, Dave. So me and him are starting that a uh, week on Thursday over in Coldy in Liverpool. So Robbie Fowler is going to be the first, the first person who's going oh, to come wow. and be a captain of the team. So, you know, and he played for Leeds as well. So the connection's all over. So, and is that, is that the Don Matteo Foundation? No, it's, it's not. It's going to be called Ahead of the Game. I heard one of you mention that name earlier and it always, gives, it always makes me um, think it's like Head of the Game is because Dave and myself, we are Head of the Game. Dave, the guy I'm doing the, the foundation with, Dave Bolton's, he's seven years um, on from a blioblastoma, which is the, the cruelest cancer you can ever get. You usually get a couple of months to live. He's seven years on. He's oh, 2% wow. of the world's population who survived one in the Jeez, whole world. Yeah. So you think about the whole world. It's a big place. And this guy inspires me every single day. He inspires me every day. He pushes me forward. When I have a bad day, I ring him. He said, what's up with you? Get on with it. 
you know, get on with right. it, do do the right things. You know what you're doing. Stick to your routine. Stick to you know. And I've got people around me like that now helping me. And now we're trying to bring a bit of help to others as well. We speak to a lot of people who who have cancer or suffering with you know symptoms that they might have it, and people worried about it. And we, you know, we're, we're not we're not asking for people to to like give money to it. But this foundation is about brain tumors because we both have one, me and, me and my friend. And it's amazing when you when I talk about brain tumors now, how how often I'm hearing about them. Right. It's just it feels like when you're in that position, it seems to it seems to it seems to rear its head a lot more than what you think. But for me. I just generally, I'm enjoying my life at the moment. I've got a good way of doing stuff. I went out for three or four beers the other day, which is not like me at all at the moment. But you know what? I actually loved it. I really enjoyed it. I didn't stay out <laughs> all night like I used to. I went home after my four pints. So it was nice. And it's bringing that normality back into my world. But we're doing a lot of good at the moment. And this ahead of the game that we're doing is going to be amazing. And I want to get, I want to get into schools. I want to get into as many places as I can, especially in Leeds as well. You know, we've targeted Leeds, me and Dave, because I want to do a 4G pitch or 3G, whatever the pitches are called <laughs> nowadays. I want to put one in Liverpool and we want to build one in Leeds. There are two targets. So anyone out there who's going to help us, this is what we're trying to do. We want we want one in both cities to help these kids back playing football, playing sport and giving them the opportunities that they don't get a lot of places. And if I can, you know, I, I'll probably get a few sponsors to help me out with that. And, and I'll throw in myself because I want to help other people, but I also want to help the football world as well, because that's what's been helping me. And ultimately, that's what life is about, I guess, isn't it? And Dom, I think you're remarkable because it would be so easy after what you've endured to be caught up in bitterness and questioning why me throughout everything, but your resilience and strength and your ability to just want to give and put good out into the world is genuinely remarkable. And one of the things that you are doing is writing a book, aren't you? That is it, am I right in thinking it's set to be released around Christmas? Oh, well, I'm open for Christmas. It's always good at Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> But no, it's uh, yeah, it's literally it start it starts off when when um, I'm in the hospital. It starts off when I'm in hospital, and they think it's I think I'm at Leeds, and I'm not I'm at, um, at Calderdale. So that's how bad I was at that point. Um, so then the wife had to drive as fast as she could to get me at Calderdale, and then they had to blue light me straight to Leeds because that's where they do the brain the operations on the brain. Um, you know, and it was kind of re re readdressing I suppose is a kind of word that talking about that journey but also the journey wasn't just about me it was about my wife and my kids and my family because they had to live through that time which is it's the toughest thing to talk about for me because my wife's been incredible you know I have to say that she's probably listening now I'm saying that but you know, it's <laughs> like she generally was without her I wouldn't be here and it's like it's like all the research you have to do about these cancers and stuff. It's just so much work for someone to take on board. And obviously we've got the kids and we've got to keep going as well. But it's like the information that Jess found out about, you know, cancer stuff. And there is stuff out there and that they're trialing at the moment. It's just about, I, I, I like they've told me about with my cancer, it's very rare. And it's, um, it's a difficult one, apparently, you know, it's, it's because it is so rare. But for me, I don't see that. I don't see it as rare. It's like I see what's in front of me and I get on with it each day. I've done a run today. I'll be back out again for a run. I'll do, I, I do everything I can to make myself better. And it's like 
I wish I was doing that. It's old hindsight, isn't it? I wish I was doing these kind of changes a long time ago. But I don't put that down to my cancer. It's just it was it was just the way it was. It's just it's just the way it is. I accept it. Um and it's kind of it's not that I'm not scared because anyone would be in this position, but I've found a way of coping. I've got a coping mechanism, um, which is which is brilliant to have. And when you've got that, it gives yourself more opportunities to research and look into things. Because I know, I know for a fact they'll find something for brain tumors at some point. It, they will, and they'll find stuff for other things. You know, I think it's um, it's very difficult to to not talk about brain tumors when you've been living it for so long. Um, but obviously, with the foundation I'm involved in, we're also trying to help other people. I mean, Dave, Dave actually helps incredibly amount. I mean, he helps everybody. Um, it's like constant. He, he will do. He, 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 he like people who've got COVID. He's helping people who've got COVID, long COVID, all this kind of stuff. So we're going to try and incorporate it into our foundation, get in front of the PFA, get in front of com- big companies, and tell them what we're all about. And, and try and you know try and get some support and some help for the brain tumor society because we haven't got much. I think we get like one percent, you know, out, out of it. You know, that's that's a small percentage for for brain tumors. And brain tumors are the biggest one of the biggest killers in the world, unfortunately. So it, it is important that we do uh, address that and we try and make it better for them people. I mean, the, you're 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 an inspiration, mate. I mean, it, it's a it's a word that sort of uh, is thrown around a lot. Um, but but you know having been through what you've been through and to be focused so much more on on the people coming after you you know talking about about other people that are suffering it's just it's it's so selfless and and writing this book as well which from what i gather is warts and all and then some which i think is so generous with your experience and it's going to help so so many people i just think that's um yeah you you you're you're incredible mate you really are Echo Matt's sentiments there, Dom. Um, just before we let you go, what's what's it called? Your book? Well, we don't know yet. We've got a the wife hasn't decided yet. She's uh, she, she's we're, we're, we've got a few ideas. I can't give it away yet, but it's got to be something about the situation. But the thing is, it, it's funny because when I've done my autobiography before, I don't think it got the just. I didn't give it justice myself personally. That, that probably. I didn't put enough into it, whereas this one, I'm giving it absolutely everything. Um, and like you say, I'm not afraid of telling people about the mistakes I've made. I am happy to do that because I generally think other people will be like, oh, the heck, I've done that. I've done right. this. It's like it's like self-help as well. You've got to help each other out. You know, there's nothing wrong with admitting you've, you've done something wrong. It's like we've all made mistakes. Move on. It's like now, I mean, I'm in such a good place yeah. now. That you know, I'm going to go for my next little run today, and I'll crack on. Get the kids back from school, and we get, I'll, I'll maybe be making dinner. I'm not very good, but I'll be I'll be making it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, uh, that's just that's the way it is. I ain't going to sit around. I've got a life to live. What a beautiful moment to end it on because you're absolutely right, Dom. Life is for living. And thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on the official Leeds United podcast. Um, you can as well. You can join Dom Matteo every Saturday from nine. It's nine o'clock, isn't it, your show? Yes. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a great show that. So if you've not watched it already, I think you can find it on YouTube. And uh, is it on the official Leeds United app as well? Yes, it is. Now, also, I think it's important to mention that, we, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with the Leeds ladies as well. Um, and that's something I'm actually passionate about helping with this year. Brilliant. Um, whether, I know I've got a lot on at the minute, but I really want to try and help the Leeds ladies as much as I can. I'm, I'm actually looking for a couple of little sponsors on the quiet to try and help the ladies out a little bit because I just feel like, 
I think women's football is growing and I just think it's important that we jump on that as well. So did you help orchestrate that win against Liverpool? Yeah. Was that, was that all you're doing, was it? Well, I don't want to take all the credit, but <laughs> no, I just think it's an important thing. And I think like, the amount of girls that are playing, playing football now as well, and they're so good as well, it's great to... to I, I just I just think it's an area that we, we can all help and I'm sure local sponsors in Leeds hopefully see this and go, you know what, that's a good idea. Absolutely. And between us all, we can make it better for them. Certainly. And you have a few of the Leeds United uh, women's team joining you, don't you, on the warm-up. Definitely recommend watching that. I've seen it a few times on YouTube when it's streaming and it's a very good show. Dom, we'll let you go. Enjoy the game, nerves and all, on Sunday. (laughs) Best of luck with everything you're doing. We look forward to the book being released and having a title. You'll have to come back on and tell us what it's called so that we can talk about it with you again. Take care, look after yourself and keep fighting the good cause. Thanks, Dom Matteo. Thanks, Dom. You absolute legend. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm off to do my cooking duties. <laughs> Good lads. <laughs> See you later. See you, man. Bye-bye. And thank you, as always, for joining us on the official Leeds United podcast. Here's hoping for three points against Liverpool on Sunday. And in the meantime, please keep telling your pals, your family and your foes all about the podcast. And fingers crossed, we might, might get Patrick Bamford back next week. How about that, Matt? We might even get, we might even get Bex back as well. Yeah, yay! The rest of the team. <laughs> keep your fingers crossed and we'll keep you in suspense for the next week. We'll see you then. Love you,